0: Hi, this is Adrian King, and I played Alice in Friday the 13th, and you are listening to Horror Homeschool. This gets murdered.
1: hello welcome back to horror homeschool i'm chris i'm ashley how you doing ashley
0: all right how are you
1: i'm doing good i'm good i'm excited to kick off this brand new series of episodes
0: oh yeah what are we doing
1: we've entitled this uh good for her season so tell the listeners what that's all about then ashley
0: well, basically, it's just movies with women being kick-ass and uh, not needing any men men's help because men are evil. Totally.
1: But um, I, so I we're agree just with doing that some, and I am one. <laughs> huh? I said I agree with that, and I am one. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: <laughs> but yeah, so we're doing some really, some really fantastic just movies where at the end, the final girl is just killer.
1: Yeah. So basically, like. Female lead movies, femme fatale, whatever you want to call it. Um, and we are here today to kick things off with the ultimate He Ain't Shit movie, Ari Aster's *Midsummer*. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but we are joined on this episode today by a special guest who's been keeping ever so patiently quiet while we got that intro out of the way. <laughs> She's one third of the Drunken Horror podcast, which is one of my favorite podcasts. She's the brains of the pod and the resident folk horror expert. Welcome to the show, Rebecca Wollstone.
2: Hello, hi. Hi.
1: How are you doing?
2: Yeah, good thanks. I was really trying not to laugh then. (laughs) 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 Just pretending I wasn't here.
1: That's all right, you can laugh all you want. (laughs) Yeah, Your laugh is one of the best parts about Drunken Horror, so I'm expecting it a lot on (laughs) this. (laughs)
2: oh thank you (laughs) someone said the other day they like listening to me because i just sound like i'm about to lose my shit constantly (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) it's so funny because like when luna starts like to lose her shit and then you start laughing like it's just infectious
2: hey and there's alice just there like guys (laughs) calm down
1: (laughs) but thank you so much for joining us um i'm super excited to nerd out about this movie with you and folk horror in general um
2: yeah so exciting
1: but first of all, before we tackle midsummer, um, I've got a few getting to know you questions that I always ask our new guests that we have on, uh, just to give the listeners a bit of an insight into who you are as a horror fan and your background. So let's get started then. Um, name a horror movie that you hate
2: uh, VHS. I hate it.
1: I've not seen it. Really? That.
2: Yeah, I find it really sexist and just a bit
0: ah. meh. <laughs> yeah, I can see. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. can definitely see that.
1: Interesting.
0: Have you ever what? seen VHS,
1: Chris? No, no, I've never seen it.
0: There's like four or five of them now, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just found footage. That's pretty much what it is. I'm I've not heard the sequel better. I haven't seen the, any of the other ones other than the first one. But I can see what you're saying about being sexist and everything like that.
1: Well, that's um, a hot topic for this season of episodes anyway. So (laughs) that won't be on the good for her season.
2: (laughs) Yep. Don't watch VHS. (laughs) Um,
1: Next one then. What is a horror movie you think is overrated?
2: Uh, So Alice from Drunken Horror is going to absolutely kill me, but Paranormal Activity um, is one of her favourites, but it's just not my thing.
1: That's another fan footage, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I just don't really... I'm not a big, like, jump-scare, like, paranormal person, so it's just not really... Oh, I see.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm, That makes sense. There's loads of those as well, loads of sequels of them. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think they're bringing out a new one, aren't they? I think it just came out, yeah. (laughs) I did it. It was so bad no one noticed. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) So, the next one. uh, What is a horror movie that you think is underappreciated?
2: Um, a film called The Devil Rides Out, um, which is a 1960s film with Christopher Lee, who's one of my favourite <laughs> people. I love him.
1: <laughs> of course.
2: Yep. As you know from the, the episode of Drunken Horror you were in. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. I don't know if either of you have seen it at
1: all. No, it's actually been on my Mm-mm. list for a while.
2: Yeah, it's fantastic. I think, um, so on my birthday week, Alice has let me um, decide to do an episode about it on uh, Drunken Horror, so I'm really oh, excited. Oh, nice. Nice. That means yeah. that we
1: both have a reason to watch it now. So. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome.
2: I'd recommend it. It's really good. It's like really 60s. It has some folk horror elements. Um, yeah, and all satan
1: Speaking of <laughs> Satan-y, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, Christopher Lee, obviously the film that we're probably going to mention a fair bit in this episode is The Wicker Man. But like, how good is he in The Wicker Man as well? So... <laughs>
2: Dude, I've never when have like
1: singing with oh um, you've never seen the
0: wicker man <laughs> not the original i've seen parts and bits of the one with uh, nicolas cage oh, but oh no <laughs> yeah no. <laughs> a bit dude. different
1: right so Drunken i am sure it is Drunken harrow are doing a wicker man episode right
0: yeah uh, yeah i know I, I, i'm going to i'm definitely check it
1: out like so you have to dude. watch that and you'll see what what we mean when we're talking about the similarities with that and midsummer and how it Basically, yeah, that's what, it a, it off. <laughs> that's
0: what a lot of the um, the trivia was,
1: was referring yeah. to was that movie. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Um, but focusing back on these questions, I guess um, the next one: uh, what is a horror movie that you love?
2: Um, quite a recent one, uh, Titan.
0: Um,
1: oh, I, yeah. I, I saw I saw like loads of stuff about that, and I haven't watched it yet because I watched
0: half of that movie, and I still haven't watched the rest of it because it was really freaky.
1: yeah are you talking about because it's like a a really heavy body horror element to it and that's what put me off it is it gross
2: (laughs) yeah it's I I feel like it's probably more gross if you're a woman because there's some some things there that especially Mm -hmm. if you're someone who wants to give birth at any point like not not great for that um oh no i I didn't see that part oh oh yeah you've got that to come that's right at the end uh i
1: heard that like all i know about it is that she has sex with a car (laughs) yep
0: yeah yeah i saw that part
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's really weird but it's kind of sweet in a weird way
0: (laughs) i'm gonna finish it i just um the only reason why i didn't finish at the time was because kevin came home and he didn't like that kind of stuff so i was just like okay i'll just turn it off and then i keep forgetting to turn it back on so,
1: Yeah, you'll have to let me know actually because you know what i'm like with gore and body horror and that's yeah. the only reason why i've not watched it it's french isn't it
2: yeah it's by the uh, the woman who directed it it's the woman who directed raw um i can't remember what her name is right now um i've not seen
1: that either i still need
0: to watch that too i heard it's so good
2: it's so good again it's a bit gross though uh not as gross as people said it was though because i think there were people at like film festivals fainting and
1: stuff but it's kind well, of all the be way it is that would be <laughs> it's so funny isn't it i was like this you know this trope isn't it how like women are meant to be like weak and like faint over gore and stuff and here i am the man on the podcast and i'm like oh no i can't do the gore you know it's too <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. and you're like yeah
0: i kind of got over the gore thing like there's still sometimes i can't watch stuff but like i forced myself to watch the new evil dead and then
1: oh no i, I forced I w-
0: myself to have a saw movie marathon no nope. so nope. now i'm a little more desensitized
1: and <laughs> um, that, that stuff is just too much for me like it, it's funny because obviously i'm a big horror fan but i am i just can't deal with gore like that i just I saw the trailer for the, the New Evil Dead, and I was like, no, I just can't do that shit. As soon as I saw her slicing so her tongue, I was like, nah, I can't do that. Oh, it's so good, though. It's so good. So <laughs>
2: scary. Wait, I haven't actually watched The New Evil Dead, but just the trailer scares the shit yeah. out of me. Exactly, oh, that so was enough scary. for me.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> the thing is, it's I the, love the original, like though. But I just won't the second I won't watch The second bloodiest
0: movie of all time. What's the it's, first?
1: I think the first is Brain Dead, isn't it? Yeah. Alive? or it's, it's the other way big. around
0: either it's the first one and brain dead's the second one i don't remember i think they're like pretty close though
1: but field mouse has been like begging for us to to do brain dead I on the pod. and i was like it's never gonna happen just accept <laughs> it i'm never gonna watch <laughs> this film
2: <laughs> oh it is good books so gross so gross
1: um so what is a horror movie that you can watch over and over
2: okay so really relevant to this episode it is wickman
1: yes (laughs) nice (laughs) good (laughs) so so fucking good i rewatched it recently because i knew that um your episode was coming up and i think i'm going to watch it again before it comes out because it's just so fucking good like it'd been a few years since i watched it and i just forgot how fucking good it was like i I also forgot how much it ripped off midsummer not (laughs) well the other way around midsummer ripped off it (laughs) um but i don't know really though it's kind of only the end that they kind of ripped off but it's got a lot of elements in it that they took from it basically a lot a lot of inspiration
2: yeah i guess like thematically a lot of the stuff kind of coincides quite well and the fact that they both take place in broad daylight
1: um yes yes that's another really unusual thing isn't it about like horrors like you usually don't get that so when it's yeah um, when it's done well when it's in broad daylight it's it's so effective.
2: Yeah it's quite impressive really as well because I think a lot of um yeah directors use kind of the dark and things you can't see as a uh, kind of attention point. Um yeah. so when you can see literally everything you kind of have to yeah really do it well.
1: Yeah. It's it's just fascinating isn't it? Like that that movie there's just so many layers to it. Obviously, I don't want to. I don't want to go into it too much. I don't want to spoil it for Ashley, and I don't <laughs> want don't want to tread on on water that you'll be talking about on your pod too. But it's it's such a fascinating movie, and it's one of them where you can just rewatch, and you'll get some new experience from it each time.
2: Yeah, and it's so weird. It's a musical. Like, yeah, just to warn yeah. you, Ashley, it's a musical.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay,
1: okay. I kind of forgot about that, and then the songs happen. And I'm like, oh shit, yeah. Like I always forget. So it's like a horror musical. It, well i wouldn't say it was a musical the songs in it um yeah. it's not like sweeney Todd. they don't have like oh book. okay
0: i see okay
1: <laughs>
0: okay but, cool. uh, I'm,
1: i'll am i probably watch
0: it tonight if i can
1: i can't wait to hear your thoughts on that it's so good yeah,
2: please hit us up and be like t- let us know what you thought
1: <laughs> yeah you'll, you'll hate it now i'll be like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah but christopher lee in that fucking hell I mean, he he doesn't actually have that much screen time in it. He's not in it for that much, but he's just like it's kind of like Nicolas Cage. Like whenever he's on screen, you know, or Jeff Goldblum—that's a good example for you, Ashley. Like Mm. he's just he fucking just steals the show, and he just you know Christopher Lee's it up. Do you know what I mean? Like
0: yeah, Christopher Lee is he's pretty he's pretty balling.
1: Totally. Um. So let's move on to the next question. Uh, What is a horror movie that surprised you?
2: Uh, So it's actually one that I watched this week, and it is malignant. Um...
1: (laughs) (laughs) That fucking movie. We're gearing up to do that one uh, next year at some point, because we're doing, Mm. well, I guess I'll have to edit this out. I don't want to reveal it yet to the the masses, but we're doing James one season. Um, oh, sick! So we're making our way through all the one films because uh, he's releasing one called Megan in January, Um, so we will get to Malignant eventually. But I mean, I actually, Malignant. Actually, we haven't spoke about it to each other. I, I don't think you know what I think about it, do you? Mm-mm. No, so I won't reveal that. But <laughs>
0: I don't know if you know what I think about it either, except for I just said I loved it. But there's different <laughs> levels of love it.
1: I know. <laughs> of what i think about it <laughs> yeah malignant so obviously it surprised you <laughs> it's um
2: yeah it's,
1: it's was got it a whole... good surprise or a bad surprise
2: well I, the way it starts is just it's quite slow and i was kind of like oh this is just like your run-of-the-mill kind of slasher film it's like getting a bit boring the kills and then suddenly it just kind of goes out of control doesn't it and Mm -hmm. i was just like what the hell
1: (laughs) (laughs) it takes a turn it can it changes its tone and theme as a film completely Mm -hmm. like almost at the drop of a hat um so yeah it's it's definitely a surprising movie did you like it though
2: yeah i did i didn't expect to like it actually, which was another surprise uh and yeah i really liked it
0: (laughs) i really like the actress in that movie um i don't remember what her name is but she played on um Piggy Blinders and I just really like her a lot.
2: Yeah, I like her fringe as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs>
2: it's good fringe.
1: <laughs> um what is a horror movie guilty pleasure that you have?
2: Evil Dead Free, like hands down. It's <laughs> <is> so good.
1: <laughs> nice. I mean that's a cult classic, really, isn't it? Like yeah. everyone, you know, it, it's the one that sort great of get, movie. gets forgotten about because it's not obviously the original. And it's so tonally different and thematically different, in a way, than the originals. Yeah, so, I need to watch that one. I haven't seen it in so long. It's so quotable as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and just so stupid. Just,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, so stupid.
1: <laughs> it's interesting, like, the way they did take that franchise, like, almost into, like, no, I wouldn't say a parody of itself, but. It took a turn, didn't it? And it went very self-aware and just went on this like wacky fantasy side, didn't it? Rather than a straight up, yeah. terrifying horror.
2: Yeah. Um, have you guys seen Ash vs. Evil Dead? I've seen not. some
0: episodes. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. pretty good.
2: Yeah, it's good. It's kind of taking the piss out of itself as well, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Is it? Method, yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Ash is Bruce Campbell is just amazing he's definitely a character apparently in real life he's like exactly the same as well i would believe <laughs> it uh so what is a horror movie um that you should have seen by now
2: so i haven't seen any of the saw movies haven't even
0: seen the first one mm. you at least have to watch the first one
2: yeah i've had the first one's like really good and really different than the rest of the franchise
1: oh yeah it's so good we have very differing opinions on the Saw franchise, don't, <laughs> don't we, Ashley? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to so, get to them to talk about them. They're but, so um... good.
0: Like, the Saw's are... The storyline is just very unique. Kind of cheesy. Just some of it's a little cheesy. But the storyline's actually pretty good, and I liked it. Except for the last one. The last one sucked.
1: Is that Spiral?
0: No, I'm talking about the actual in Saw 7 in the Saw universe. Because then there's Jigsaw, which sucked. <sighs> and then there's Spiral, that sucked. So there's nine of these? Yeah. Spiral, I... I figured out within like 20 minutes of the film, which is not Saw at all, because it's in every single Saw movie, there's like some sort of twist that you really don't ever see coming.
1: Hmm. I I probably won't ever watch all of them, to be fair. I know you won't. <laughs> um... What's
2: um, your guys' worst Saw trap?
0: there's way too many horrible saw traps
1: there's way one isn't many. there yeah. that they ripped off of suspiria with the needles pit when she like falls oh, in a pit of yeah, needles yeah,
0: yeah. The, there is yeah there's one where you have to like get into the which, a needle like a pit of needles to get a key or something i don't remember
1: yeah which i thought was cool when I watched Saw for the first time and then I saw Suspiria eventually and I was like oh they just ripped that off <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a really fucking good scene in Suspiria yeah
0: that's I'd probably say the good. one that like opens up and like um it's like where your jaw's like locked in and then when it when the timer goes off it it's a reverse bear trap
1: yeah that that's the classic one isn't it that's like the most iconic yeah no that's terrifying man yeah that is terrifying
2: yeah, I'm not so a fan
1: of that. That about does it for the questions. Um, so we we know you a bit more. We know your backgrounds. We know what kind of things you like. What kind of things you don't. Uh, I guess the big I... question is: um, Do you like Midsummer? I, I mean, I know, oh. I know I know the answer. <laughs> I think we all know the I answer.
2: I <laughs> bloody love Midsummer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so well, that's good. That's a good sign. Uh, so yeah, we'll get stuck into it then. So Midsummer released July twenty nineteen written and directed by Ari Aster. And the synopsis is as follows. A couple travels to Northern Europe to visit a rural hometown's fabled Swedish Midsummer Festival. What begins as an idyllic retreat quickly devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. So, um, before we get stuck into what we thought about the movie, Ashley has some trivia, right?
0: Yeah. And I was going to say, that's a terrible... Like description of it, it's this It's a movie. terrible
1: synopsis. I, I struggle to even <laughs> uh, sp- I was going to say speak it. I can't even speak I struggle it's to like, even that's it. That's not even really what it is. No. Are, are they a pagan? Well, I guess they are a pagan cult. Yeah, they are. But yeah, but it doesn't blatantly
0: come it. out and say that, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I get with the runes and stuff like that,
1: but... Yeah, yeah, it is a very clumsy synopsis that's not very accurate, I don't think. Maybe I should have got Rebecca to do her synopsis that she does in Drunken Horror. could you rustle one up quick for us
2: (laughs) oh no i will definitely ruin your podcast
1: (laughs) um yeah so the trivia um what have you got for us ashley
0: all righty well so the movie is meant to be taking place in sweden right Mm -hmm. but it turns out that it was actually mostly shot in hungary
1: Mm-hmm. Says, i mean I, i'm not good with geography at me all neither. is that is that close i mean i should I know because no... i live in europe but i, don't I have no <laughs> know clue Rebecca, how, you know? how am i supposed to know <laughs> i mean
0: i didn't even know where like was i was thinking the other day um like chicago i didn't even know where chicago was though so, let alone
1: hungary and so, sweden Hungary. i'm looking on google maps right now
2: yeah i was just thinking apparently uh... it's 1427 kilometers away from each other but i don't know what that means
1: <laughs> Okay, so it is pretty far far away. Like, obviously, (laughs) like, to the northwest of the UK, you have Norway and Sweden and Finland, like a big fucking clump of land. I'm I'm terrible at explaining geography. (laughs) But then directly underneath Sweden, like, after the Baltic Sea, uh, you've got Poland, and then next to that is Slovakia and Hungary. So Mm, it's quite far, but, you know, I mean... They filmed the new Batman movie in fucking Scotland, didn't they? So, you know, whatever. They did. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, I had no idea.
1: Well, they filmed part of it in Scotland and part of it just up the road from me in Liverpool, so Oh I def- Yeah, definitely not um Gotham City, which is usually portrayed as like New York or Chicago. Um but anyway, back to this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so it says Midsummer was produced very quickly. The film was green lighted on May eighteenth. 2018, and it was released June 18th, 2019. No, that's a quick um, turnaround. It says it, yeah, the turnaround time of only 396 days from budget approval to theatrical release. So that wow. was really quick. Um, it says that Ariana Grande, this is her favorite movie, and the <laughs> what? the May Queen gout. I know that's so weird. <laughs> like, she had a birthday party that was midsummer themed, and she tried to buy the uh, May Queen gown. It went up in auction um, for a charity, but somebody else doesn't say who, but it says somebody else won it, and they paid $65,000 for it.
2: Wow. wow. That was They
0: never even wear it. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys noticed this one. I did, but. Um, the Easter egg about the whenever she's when Danny is being lifted up during the May Queen ceremony in the background in the trees you can see like her sister's face with the hose
1: yeah I didn't notice notice? that I've never noticed that uh, at all and then Abby was like googling some stuff after the film because she had a few things she wanted to discover about some theories and she pointed that out to me I was like I did not notice that ever I mean it is there but it's, i think it's yeah. quite hard to see if you're not looking you don't do really you,
0: know did you notice any of the like little things in the background when they're like on the shrooms and stuff like that
1: well i know that like obviously the you know parts of the environment move and stuff like that but that's about it
0: oh there's some crazy just stuff let's see and of course we know that she was hallucinating and then she saw her sister like in the mirror do you remember that did you see that part
1: yeah, well, she kept having like visions, didn't she? About like... yeah,
0: yeah, okay. Family. So I was just making sure that you noticed those little things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we all know that um, when they're drinking the lemonade, everybody else's lemonade is yellow, but <laughs> Christian's is reddish orange.
1: Yeah, he's got the he's got he's got the period. Do we know that is.
0: <laughs> oh it's so gross
1: <laughs> i mean it's so blatantly gross. different color as well i would be like why is yours different like you know i everyone's... know me
0: too like kevin it's was like so why isn't here. anybody paying attention like why doesn't anybody notice that
1: <laughs> i'd say um, it's that i inspect everything that i have especially if someone else i makes
0: know it, and especially if you're in a different country yeah. and yeah. you're not a situation to the... like that yeah.
1: yeah
2: maybe he thought it was like strawberry apple juice or something <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've got a different flavor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I'm really special. Cool. <laughs> everyone else has got orange.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it says like the there's like a dark joke to this movie because his uh, the guy you know the main guy's name is Christian and they're pagans, mm-hmm. so it's yeah. the pagans that killed the Christian.
1: Yeah, and they yeah. actually make a big deal about saying like how he's evil and stuff, and like they're mm-hmm. basically burning the evil away and purging mm-hmm. every single evil. So yeah, that was that was deliberate that they called him Christian. and They were pagans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, Interesting. So it's heavily influenced by Ari Aster's breakup. Um, I know that like when he first like got the screenplay or whatever, he didn't really want to do like a cult movie, but then he like had a breakup, and then that's when he decided to make it a breakup movie with cultish stuff in it
1: (laughs) he also loves diving into the whole grief thing doesn't he like obviously with hereditary as well that was very grief heavy based Um, so i think that must be another thing that he likes to put into his movies is like you know raw unfiltered grief
0: well he said that like the way that danny is is pretty much like how he felt throughout his breakup I mean, I know it's probably not on the same level losing your family, but he was able to like pretty much portray his own grief through her, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, little quick tangent, like one thing that I noticed, like a moment in it when I rewatched it last night is how fucking awesome, like how well Florence Pugh portrays grief. Like I was going to talk
0: about that later on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just I just want it's on my mind. There's a moment where she's talking to Pele and he says, oh, I'm, you know, I'm really sorry to hear about your parents. And she portrays that emotion where, like, she's feeling OK. And then all of a sudden she realizes and she remembers, mm-hmm. you know, the grief and she remembers what's happened. And it's just so well portrayed, like, you know, because everyone's gone through that where you like you, you have really bad shit going on. And you go through your daily life and you kind of almost, you push it to the back of your mind and you sort of, you try to forget about it and you do for mm-hmm. a little bit. And then someone brings it up and and you remember it and you're like, fuck. And she just had that fuck moment, just nailed, you know, yeah, that the way
0: the way that of expression grief just slammed her, slapped her in the face.
1: You saw that wave of grief, just like wash over it. And it's so mm-hmm. relatable, isn't it? It's just like, everyone's been at that point in their life. And I just, I loved that little, that little touch that she brought to it. there yeah
2: yeah. the same when uh when they're on the mushrooms and she's like having a really nice time then suddenly someone says like about them being family and just like the word mm. family she like jumps up yeah um mm. she's she's so good i don't know what ariasta does to get these like grief reactions like tony collette as well it's just yeah in oh, a... no. yeah it's mad and i was reading
0: that um dan um uh, florence pew Pugh... how you say her name pew pew yeah um she has a really hard time like Crying on cue, so it was like a lot of work for her to to do all of this. And so when I read that and then I watched wow. it, I was like, "How? Like she's perfect."
1: Exactly. She's like, amazing in this. <laughs> I
0: have. I, I mean, I saw both my parents and my family and everything, but I mean, I have lost people close to me like that, and like I can just. I. We'll get into it later. Let me just get it. <laughs> okay. Sorry. sorry, that was my <laughs> <It's> fault. <okay. laughs> Um, so, I mean, all of the art in the film, like, has a lot of representations and, like, well, the first mural basically tells you the entire movie
1: mm-hmm.
0: in that first scene. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, like the very opening, like, shot. The very opening end. Yeah. So that
0: mural has yeah. basically the whole story on it. And then there's a picture above uh, Danny's bed that has a bear and a princess mm-hmm. or a queen.
1: I know. So that. I thought that was all really Yeah, there's a lot of like um, foreshadowing and like, yeah, loads of stuff like that in this. There's also something that I picked up on was um, there's a lot of stuff to do with reflections. Like a lot of shots um, are done like Mm -hmm. you're looking at one character, but you see the reflection of the person opposite. Mm -hmm. Like there's one of Christine in the mirror in the apartment and then one of all the guys. Like, can you see the reflection in the uh, TV screen Mm -hmm. that's turned off? There's lots yeah. of like stuff like that, so he's good with his symbolism and his uh his foreshadowing
0: yeah, um, most of the people that were even that were playing the Swedish people were Hungarian
1: <laughs> yeah, I also read that um there's only one American person in the entire film yep um which i which I can't remember who it was <laughs> the
0: only American actor in the film was William Jackson Harper. Who oh, was the black so was guy? Josh, yeah. The black
1: guy. Yeah, so it was him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the black guy was the only American in the movie. Um, Jack Rainer is was born in Colorado, but he is Irish. Ari Aster said that he doesn't really think that it was a cult. He said it was more of a commune because they're a community and they're a family.
1: Isn't that what a cult is? But that's exactly <laughs> what a cult is.
2: <laughs> yeah. I guess like there's like I sometimes like a lot of times in cults there's like a financial aspect that uh, kind of the cult will like yeah mm. try and get or like have take from. something back yeah whereas I guess everyone benefits in this kind of situation yeah. yeah I guess
0: I guess that is the difference between a commune and a cult I guess a cult mm. has a specific
1: leader oh that's true no.
0: yeah yeah no right
1: okay Anyway. Yeah, that's, that, that's true because they make a point as well about bringing up how they're self-sustained that you know that community is self-sustained completely like there's no there's no real head of it there's no one benefiting financially mm. from any of this like everyone's just living mm. uh you know to coexist in in peace essentially you know just
2: yeah. which is lovely yeah yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah i like it <laughs> i can deal with that
0: um, so the the Swedish people actually viewed this movie as a dark comedy and not a horror film.
1: <laughs> of <laughs> course <Swedish>. they did. <laughs>
0: and they were also mad because it came out a couple weeks after the actual midsummer. So it didn't even like come out around the same time.
1: <laughs> They'll be saying that about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's true.
0: It was made on a budget of only nine million dollars.
1: Wow yeah and it made just under 50 million so that was on getting keeps on making more impressive for a very like first like original horror because you don't really get that kind of money from that anymore you know it's always franchises and stuff like that yeah or reboots or whatever yeah and considering this guy's like second movie ever made right so
2: it's um, kind of crazy how good, just to, his first movie, this movie, he's just so mm, good, isn't he? Yeah, yeah these It's, are it's just
1: like two... Robert Eggers, you know, like he's just so impressive right from the get-go. Well, we won't talk about The North Man, but whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I haven't seen yeah. it yet, but I heard it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: don't bother. Don't waste your I time. I love
0: it, but <laughs> oh, and I disagree on that. <laughs> no it's Vikings, way. and Vikings are hot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a different podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, the three movies that inspired this movie was, of course, The Wicker Man, uh, Macbeth, 1971, and Tess, 1980, which I have not seen either of those or any of those.
1: No, I've not. I've not seen either of those two.
2: No, I haven't either. Um, Interestingly, Florence Pugh was in Lady Macbeth, um, but not Mm. the same film. Just a little fact.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know that yeah it's really good which recommend uh mark you know that whenever he's like getting upset about the ticks and everything it's because Ariaster actually has a real phobia of bugs and so he put <laughs> that in there um because <laughs> of
1: her <laughs> that was a weird thing I did think like what's the point in this you know this dialogue here? <laughs> it doesn't yeah. hold any relevance really it's not symbolism with the ticks I don't know but
2: to be fair, I'm so scared of ticks, so that's the main horror of this <laughs> film for me. Just to <laughs> I say don't know tics.
0: why. I I feel like I should be, but I never have. Like, I've never had a tick. I've had a leech. Oh, no. Which was one of the worst experiences of my life, <laughs> but, yeah. Um. So they had, so it says that they had one of the most insane sex scenes that ever was made in mainstream
1: Hollywood production. Yeah, I can believe that. <laughs> it's one of the most extreme sex scenes i've ever witnessed myself yeah
0: but also (laughs) this one exploits the male instead of the female getting exploited um he was christian was was supposed to run out in a robe but he was like you know women are always like when they're being raped or whatever they have to run out in the street or run out you know and they're all naked and ashamed and so like he was mm. like I wanna be that like I need I need you to do that to me because women have gone through that too much.
1: Oh so Which Jack I Rader, was cool. did he suggest that?
0: Yeah it was his idea. Oh he,
1: he wanted to get his cool. tackle out. Interesting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just because, <laughs> because he always saw that, you know, women like after they get raped, they're running around and they're naked or whatever. And it's just humiliating.
1: Yeah. You know? And and yeah. especially in slashes too. You know, you have like the big boo pretty girl running around like, you know, and it's, right. almost, it's a trope, isn't it? So, yeah, it's like, so... it, actually, that's a really brilliant, you know, decision by him, like suggestion. I know. That's
0: what I was reading. I was like, the, OK, all right.
1: The movie kind of really takes off from that moment, you know, because it all just goes fucking nuts after that. It's yeah. just like, <laughs> like no, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but it's just... It's so, it's so well done. <laughs> and I said to Abby last night when we were watching it, obviously there's a few moments when you laugh in it and that, because there is like yeah. humor that's, I, I guess it is meant to be funny, isn't it, in parts. And I was just like, I have so many nightmares like that, where I'm like naked in public, just like running around. And just like everyone has that, <laughs> don't they? that moment yeah. of like terror, like where you, you can't hide and you're just like naked and afraid. <laughs> See,
0: I don't have naked and running around dreams. I have dreams where I'm going to the restroom and people walk in or <laughs> won't leave when I need to go. Those are my nightmares. Like you, I don't really like I said, I don't have the night the naked ones. It's the me like me trying to go to the bathroom and a bunch of people come in or something like that. You oh. wouldn't do well in <laughs>
1: prison, would you? No, right. not at all. I <laughs> I actually...
2: like... Oh sorry, go ahead, Ashley. <laughs> oh no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I actually have a really recent uh, real-life story that happened to me involving that. Um, I was at a festival. um, (laughs) (laughs) It was actually Primavera in Barcelona.
1: Oh, right. um,
2: And I had a jumpsuit on, so I was, like, peeing completely naked, basically, (laughs) because you have to, like, take the whole thing off. Um, And some girl came in the door, saw me, uh, slammed the door, but somehow my bag, like, swung out of the door Um, so it was stuck on the outside of the door I was on the inside of the door naked and she was just outside screaming oh my god what do we do your bag your bag and I was like this is so embarrassing
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would have left I would have just got out of there and ran and just never looked back.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Luckily my friend had my back and she saw it all happening and she literally like stood in front of the door while we managed to like
0: maneuver my bag back in. <laughs> okay. Good.
1: Yeah. Good. That's rough.
0: Yep. Okay. Last little bit, which is pretty cool. Um, what is that? The guy? Okay. So the old guy that um, dies, you know, he jumps off the cliff and then mm-hmm. isn't killed immediately. He was actually a famous child actor in Sweden, and he was most famous for a movie called Death in Venice. And he was also known as one of the most beautiful people in the world Oh, when he was younger. Yeah. That's Um, crazy. Yeah, there's a documentary about him called The Most Beautiful Boy in the World.
2: I want to look him up now and see what he looked like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Google him quickly. What's his name?
0: Um bjorn anderson okay i'm pretty sure that's not exactly how you pronounce it oh because i can't christ
2: he is beautiful wow i guess so some good face symmetry there
1: he's got good like structure hasn't he good bone structure yeah yeah he's got nice hair
2: (laughs) yeah he's good hair
1: So oh, the trivia,
0: the... I mean, there's a whole bunch of little hidden things in the movie. And I know, like, if I was to read all of it, it would take forever. So, but I mean, we can talk about it as we go on.
1: Yeah. I guess we should get stuck into it then. So yeah, let's do um it. so we've all seen this movie multiple times. Um, but what is our relationship with this movie? Uh like when did you first see it? Like, what did you think on first watch, all that kind of stuff? Um who wants to go first? We'll let our guest go first. So. Oh,
2: thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, so I saw it at the cinema when it came out. Um, I was really, really excited to see it because um, I loved Hereditary, um, and I was a bit gobsmacked. I really like films that you kind of finish watching and you're like, I don't know how to feel about this, and mm-hmm. kind of what you take from the film changes after you've seen it as well, and what yes. you've thought about it.
1: Yes. Exactly. Um.
2: Yeah, and so I remember leaving and queuing for the toilet, and there was this girl in the queue just like, what the hell did I just see? I think that's ruined my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How about you guys?
1: I'll let, let you go first, Ashley. Ladies first, hey? <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Good for her.
0: Um, so this was before I really watched... I mean, I I saw horror films before, but then but I had... Very little knowledge of it, so we had watched *Hereditary*, and it was the most horrifying experience of my life. <laughs> <laughs> that was you. Uh, so I was really I just, just very hesitant, very hesitant about watching this. But I was like, "Okay, I will just give it a shot." And yeah, it when because I had no idea what it was going to be about, no idea, and like. It blew my mind. It made me feel sick. I thought about it for days after, and I only wanted—I only watched it that one time. At, like, but we watched it at home. Like, we didn't watch it in theaters. Um, but then I watched it again last uh, yes, no, two nights ago, and it still felt the same way.
1: Nice. So that was only your second watch. Yeah, the most recent one for this. Yeah. Yeah. So- did you put off watching it again because you didn't enjoy it or because, you know, it's it's quite a quite a movie to rewatch?
0: It's just, yeah, it's just very heavy. Um, it is. Because I can like, I don't know, I always feel like I can take on the emotions of. People that I watch on TV or whatever, and so like an watching that.
1: Huh? Like an empath.
0: Yeah. so whenever anytime like she's in the screen and she's just you know crying or whatever and it just like the whole time like I just feel the heaviness and it's just it's it's hard it's exhausting but I mean it's a beautiful movie so
1: yeah um well for me um I missed this one at the cinema um I saw it advertised but it just didn't appeal to me um I didn't see hereditary either. Um, like I've always said, I'm not a big fan of this elevated modern horror stuff. You know, I'm a simple man. I like my dumb 80s and 90s slashers. Um, that being said, though, I do have a pension. some exceptions, like The Wicker Man. You know, it's a favorite of mine, Like, uh, which is a very different style of horror than from slashers. Um, and I love that movie. Um, but, you know, like I said, this one rips off Wicker Man a lot. So, I, you know, I had a bit of interest in that aspect. I was like, OK, let's see what they've done with it. Um so, yeah, I missed this one at the cinema. And then I saw it was getting like crazy good reviews from the horror community and critics and friends as well. like People whose opinions I trust as well. So I was like, OK, I need to check this out. So I checked it out when it came on Amazon Prime. Um, and like I say, I, Went in blind to Ari Aster, like I'd not seen Hereditary, had no clue really what I was getting myself in for. Um, it was my day off work and just I sat there on my own and just watched it. Went in pretty much blind. Um, I I'd had like a few scenes spoiled for me because they were like all over the Internet, like the jumping off the cliff scene and the bear scene. Uh, but honestly, that didn't really take away from my experience, um, which was one of complete bemusement. Uh, I just I didn't really know what to make of it on first watch like it was weird because I was mesmerized and then traumatized at the same time and then like I went away a bit disappointed as well I think I was expecting like something different um you know because the way everyone had been hyping it up um and I was also unfamiliar with like for
0: something more like a brutal horror or like a really
1: scary well the thing is I wasn't like I was unfamiliar with this new, like, style of, like, slow burn, like, modern horror. Like, mm-hmm. I kept thinking, like, this is going nowhere. Like, this isn't a horror movie. You know, like, I just, I couldn't get into it. It didn't really click for me. But yeah. it kept playing on my mind for days afterwards. Mm-hmm. So either way, like, it affected me and stuck with me. And I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And I just said to Abby, I was like, you, you really need to watch this movie Midsummer. like... So a few days later, we sat down and we watched it together and she absolutely loved it. Like the credits rolled, the fuck boys on fire and Florence Hughes smiling. <laughs> and I just look over at her and she's like on the edge of her seat, like almost in tears. And she just turns to me and says, that is the most beautiful film I've ever seen. Like <laughs> she absolutely loved it. And what's that song that's playing in the credits? The sun ain't gonna shine anymore. Anyway. Oh, who's it by? I don't know. You know what I mean.
0: Great I have song, no idea, you but no, it's like, like a
1: really uplifting song um, and yeah, she just had a blast with it. So, from experiencing it with her, like I enjoyed it way more on second watch you know, because you're sort of like feeding off that person and like, mm-hmm. I knew what was coming and I didn't, like I got to appreciate it for what it was the second time, rather than just going, what the fuck all the way through, like <laughs> every time something mad happened, you know, it was just like what the fuck, like, so on second watch something clicked for me and it just elevated it to a different level because i got to appreciate like the cinematography the music the acting and just the beauty of it all like it just all made sense um and i also think like having a female's perspective on it you know getting it to sort of female explain it to me was helpful <laughs> <laughs> female because,
2: Love that.
1: i mean i am you know i or, or, or i was the the you know, gaslighting asshole fuck boy, you know, and this was an educational thing for me, you know, it, honestly, I like no pun intended. It it woke me, you know, like I'm not trying to be like facetious, but it does a great job of like depicting that kind of behavior and how it's completely unacceptable, you know, and I've been in like my fair share of like toxic relationships and, you know, I hold my hands up and say that I was, you know, partly responsible sometimes. So seeing stuff like this, really sort of helped me show the error of my ways if that makes sense like I don't want to get too deep but <laughs> it's no, a movie get deep. it's a movie that has affected me on a lot of different levels the more I watch it the more I take from it uh, and it's a movie that I've really grown to love like it's a real grower so that's my relationship with it It's awesome yeah um, I love
2: that um also what you said about the like um seeing the kind of like bear and the the cliff scenes before um Mm. i like i was really glad i didn't know about those before but i don't think like knowing about them really takes away from it because they're so brutal and just like i don't think we're used to seeing upfront violence like that on screen and it really is affecting like however many times i watch Mm. that i'm still like oh god no
1: yeah and, and just the starkness of it and the way it's lit Like, usually in movies when there's, like, something violent like that happening, it's all, like, hidden in shadow or, like, cut, like, in a way, edited in a way where you don't really see it. But this is just so unapologetically just out there with everything. It, It shows everything in this film. Nothing left to the imagination. And that's sort of the horror element of it, like, and what makes it such a shocking, visceral thing is just... You know the lighting and and the fact that it doesn't shy away from any of this shit um, and yeah. so let's go into the story then uh, i mean i love pagan stuff like obviously i've said a million times already i love the wicker man you know this took a lot of inspiration from that Um in my opinion the wicker man is infinitely a better film uh but you know i don't think anything will ever beat that kind of genre or theme Um i don't know if you guys well i don't know if rebecca you'd agree <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree. It's just kind of perfect on every level. I think.
1: What well, do we think about like how they went about the story in this film? Then, like, was it a good story? Was it effective? Did they use like the the plot points effectively to tell the story?
2: Yeah, I think, I did. think so. Yeah,
1: because it's essentially a breakup movie, having the character get to a certain point through the devices of this painting cult. I think it's quite clever the way it uses that.
2: Yeah, I agree and like um this is what I really like about Ari Aster movies. I think uh I think horror is kind of most effective when it does explore things that affect uh all of us um because mm. yeah, we've we've all been there. We've all been there in a relationship that's kind of failing and we both partners know it's failing um but like aren't kind of brave enough to do anything about it which you can really feel throughout this mm-hmm. um, and yeah like the same kind of in hereditary with um, grief um, and I think horror is kind of the perfect way to to explore that just because of the kind of the nature of it
1: yeah definitely and the the way that they you know it's all about Ari Aster films as well are massively about character development and in order for them to reach that whole journey from start to finish Sort of interjecting like these storylines of, of horror and stuff that are very real life based. It's he does it very well.
0: I feel like he picked grief up and then just like threw it on her and that's how like it came off. It was just so it's yeah. just such a heavy,
1: heavy feel. Just the whole um the primal crying is, like, so scary. Like, there's nothing scarier than, like, pure primal sobbing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and Ari Aster loves a bit of hardcore grief, doesn't he? Like, he fucking loves
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just so And he's raw. so good.
1: At... It's so fucking raw. And, like, most people, most filmmakers would, like, edit it or cut it in a certain way. But he just let it play out. Like, he will he will take that entire take of that actor sobbing and just put it there for you to just uncomfortably watch because it makes you feel that way and it's just like so effective and horrible and and just
0: yeah and it's 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 crazy too because you know that a lot of times actors will take what they've been through and make it you know basically just play through that in their head and and then get their reactions you know so raw and pure and it's just like oh yeah, I don't think I could do yeah. that. I don't think I'm able to... I don't know. I don't think I'm able to do that kind of stuff with my emotions.
1: Yeah, how, how, are, how are actors not like totally fucked up that have to do this on a daily basis? <laughs> like, <laughs> no imagine clue. having to go through that. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I guess that's month, why they all do drugs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but something else that's also really uncomfortable to watch in this film is the pure amount of gaslighting on display here. Like christian mm. lies to her cool. the, the pagans lie to her like and it's so uncomfortable to watch like it makes me so mad like it just yeah Flora's and the whole puke. time
0: she's like oh no no oh it's okay it's my fault but
1: just that moment where you see that it turn and she's like oh no actually no it's it's fine like i'm the one in the wrong it's like
0: oh it's
1: horrible it's just horrible to watch yeah. it reminds
0: me of me because i do that a lot And, you know, when she's like,
1: oh, no, 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 don't go. He's like, oh, I'm I'm just going to go. And she clearly, she can't be alone here. You know, she's just suffered the loss of her whole fucking family. And she's like, no, no, don't go. And she's like, sit down here with me and everything's okay. And it's like, fuck off. Like, (laughs) This guy's a piece of shit. Um, Yeah, I just want to protect her at all costs. Like, Florence Pugh is just precious. Oh,
2: she is.
1: (laughs) I love her so much, and Ash always makes fun of me because I'm obsessed with Florence Pugh. She's like, I don't <laughs> don't get it. Like, but honestly, like, not only is she like stunningly beautiful, but I just love everything about her, like as a as a real life person, as well as the character of Danny in this. Because I think she's just pure and and lovely. But yeah, so the so the gaslighting stuff that's really uncomfortable to watch. Uh, let's let's have a look at stuff that we liked about the film. Um, I love the intro. Obviously, we get that um the view of that what Ashley mentioned before, like the whole the whole story, the art. Like that's so I love the art in this film. Like it's just beautiful. I want that like framed on my wall. <laughs> um yeah. and then we get the wintry forest and that beautiful music over the top. Uh and it reminds me a bit of the witch, actually, that intro with the forest stuff. And we get that beautiful music, and then it gets interrupted by that fucking jump scare with the phone ring. And oh, it yeah. just—it always gets me, and because I, I forget about it, because it's you're you lulled into a false sense of security with the car, the soothing music, and the beautiful scenery, and that just sets the tone. Then for the rest of the movie, it's like don't get too comfortable. You're gonna get the unexpected here, and I just fucking love that from the get go. It's just like this is you know expect the unexpected. <laughs> um, but yeah, the music in this, the score is just so beautiful. It's just like foreboding. And moody, Mm -hmm. beautiful, and scary, all in all in one. I don't know how it manages to pull it off. Who does the score in this? Actually, I just check quickly.
0: It's like really, it's weird because it's like such a bright and happy colored
1: film. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the art as well. It's almost like uh, it's quite childish and and bright, but it's like depicting like really horrible stuff or like disturbing things. Anyway, (laughs) so the composer is. Bobby Krillick. Um he's not done a whole lot else. But yeah, awesome, awesome <laughs> fucking job. <laughs> um yeah, love the scenery in this as well. Like the whole set design, everything. It's just beautiful. It's a beautiful film to look at, isn't it?
2: So mm-hmm. gorgeous. I, just,
1: I wanna spend time here. I wanna I wanna live here. I wanna actually live on that commune. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> not they, me, they, they, man. They...
1: Everything was too creepy. <laughs> no it make a lot of sense like you know the the more you watch it this you're just kind of like you know what like okay so 72 you have to jump off a cliff and die but you know up until that point your life is pretty stress-free and yeah. you know a whole lot of people can say that they live a nice calm stress-free life like they do
0: yep that's true <laughs> uh, you know yeah can... but you you would be able to pass and be fine and everything but They didn't really uh, like the other ones, the ones of the people of color at all. They treated them a lot
1: differently. Uh, True. Honestly, I never picked up on that. I didn't, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, I don't see color. But, you know, I don't I didn't think that was a a thing. Was that a theme? I I didn't think that was meant to be a thing. Was it? I think it was. was. Okay, I never I never picked up on that, like. But now you're you're saying it I guess they would want to keep the bloodline You know White (laughs) I don't want to say pure Because that makes me sound like a white power guy But do you know what I mean? (laughs) Like They want to keep them white In
0: their minds they wanted to keep their bloodline
1: pure Even though they have incest babies That are literally disabled Because (laughs) they'd rather You know um, But again I guess that's a part of their um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh not religion, the culture, yeah, that's a part of their thing, but yeah i you know what? I never actually picked that up though i I genuinely just thought that these were people of color, actors of color that they just cast in the movie. I didn't realize that that was a thing, but that totally is. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. I guess like three of the four people who get killed are people of color, and then yeah. I guess like Danny also. She's kind of very much like a blonde-haired, blue-eyed like. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah,
1: she looks like one of them. She's yeah, yeah.
0: redheaded, and yeah. Huh. Yeah, 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 shit. And I See, think the, the only so much reason to this why, why they they got rid of Mark, most annoying freaking character, <laughs> so annoying. Anyways, um. Is because, you know, he, what the heck, they he pe- uh, peed on that tree. Yeah. Yeah, that
2: wasn't great, was it?
0: Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the thing is, that gets me with that, he's such a prick. Such a prick. He didn't even apologize. It was like, oh, no. what? Was like, oh, I didn't what did know. I, uh, I didn't know. It's like, first of all, dude, you know, that's fine. You didn't know, but say sorry. Like, say, you know, <laughs> you're like, look, I, I'm really no, sorry about that. jerk the
0: entire movie.
1: That. Yeah. What am I up to here on my notes? Just have a little look. Talked about music, um, the story. Oh, yeah, I've got a bit here about the story. I've put it's funny how, like, the pagans are meant to be the villains. Like, you know, they kill people and gaslight them and they live this, like, weird culty lifestyle. But they're the ones that you actually end up siding with and liking. Like, you know, <laughs> it, I don't know if it's, it's the same for you guys, but, like, all the foreigners are annoying, like, Bardani. Um, and you end up hating them and you're, like, glad to see them get killed. Um, bar Josh though, I quite like Josh. Um, yeah. But yeah, you actually get to see their point, like, and maybe like questioning, like, maybe the lifestyle is actually a good way, like, you know, bar the incest breeding. Like, maybe the rest of it is quite idyllic and nice.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like the Wicker Man as well. Um, <laughs> I feel the same as that. Like, um, in that kind of you, the Christian side of things, you're like, oh shit, no. And also, like in that, he gets every opportunity to not be sacrificed. Like they literally give him mm-hmm. the opportunity.
1: Um, and even in the final, yeah. in the final moments, like it's Danny that decides. Like,
0: you know, yeah, she's the, exactly. They don't
1: even, you know, it's not. It's her decision. So. Even though they might have pulled the strings to that point to a certain extent. <laughs> but they didn't even they didn't even want her to go and see him having sex. So that wasn't planned. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
2: yeah. I've actually thought about that a lot. How much this was kind of predetermined and they planned that mm. she would like become the May Queen and stuff, because like in a way, how could they have even planned she would come? But then it seems like it was all meant to happen that
1: way. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Like, obviously when they do the dancing and like they weren't to know that she wasn't going to drop out. She might have yeah. got tired and dropped out. Like she might not have been the May queen, so it, it might not have. It might just all be happenstance. Like this might be a nice little coincidence <laughs> that this. I don't happened. know.
0: I felt like it was. It was pretty. I felt like it was planned, but I, but you're I right. Most, like how? I think
1: most of it was planned. I think they obviously meant to use the foreigners as sacrifices. Well, yes, but yes. I think having her. As a May Queen in staying with them, that was a added bonus for them. And Pele yeah. was like, Yay, we can be with this girl now. Do, do you think that's what happened? Do you think they lived happily ever after and she was with Pele?
0: I hope so. I hope so.
1: <laughs> yeah. Good for her. <laughs> yeah. Pele <laughs> <Yeah. 'Cause> he <laughs> was, was he so was nice, nice to her. I liked him. I love that. I love that scene with them too, where she's like, where he's going, You know, does he feel like home to you? Do you feel like held by him? It's such a great moment because it really makes you think doesn't it it's just like fuck yeah, yeah. And, you, and you see it in her eyes she's like well no dude's a piece of shit and i you know he doesn't feel like <laughs> okay home to yeah
0: me. i mean christian is not great but i'm like sitting there thinking about it and i'm like yeah like he wasn't talking very well about her at the bar right okay i get it he should have broken up with her a long time ago because he's a jerk But could you imagine not wanting to be with somebody and then being thrown into having to take care of them? Like, I can imagine that being pretty rough, given I'm a much nicer person than he is. And I would (laughs) not ignore her or, you know,
1: But I I wouldn't fucking cheat on them like (laughs) the way that he does. It's so disgustingly blatant. See, the thing
0: about him cheating on her is like feel like, yeah, he noticed her and was attracted to her, but they drugged him. You know, it was basically like they raped him.
1: I don't know. He opinion, had lots of opportunity not not to not to let that happen. Like, he literally went to a consultation to be like, yo, you know, we sit in this room and, and chat. This is what's going to happen. Like, you didn't see it all obviously, but I got the impression that they came to an understanding that, that he was going to go ahead with this. I don't know.
0: Yeah, you could be. Yeah. I mean, that could be thing because like what i picked up was that they drugged him and
1: i think drugs were just literally just everyone was on drugs at some point in this movie <laughs> i think it just sort of makes people a bit more um open to stuff
0: <laughs> i kind of want to try shrooms
1: i've had opportunity to try shrooms many times uh, and i've always denied like because it scares me the idea of tripping out to that extreme <laughs> yeah that's what I <laughs> like, was weed is enough for me like i wouldn't i wouldn't do shrooms so i wouldn't
2: yeah um, i've had microdosing is really good for your mental health but i guess yeah that's, what I life heard too. yeah
1: that's something that i wanted to touch upon actually uh was the the hallucinogenic drug scenes in this movie like Which that's were... something well, what were you gonna say
0: i was gonna say they were really awesome
1: I, that's something that i didn't like about <laughs> it <laughs> <laughs> like I always hate it when movies do that. Like no movie has ever like been able to pull off that kind of thing, in my opinion. Like I just find it so cheesy, and it always just reminds me of like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Like, oh you know,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, Kevin just... was telling me that um, from what he was reading about the movie, that movie is the most realistic.
1: Um, like well, f- Fear and Loathing? Of...
0: No, Midsummer.
1: Oh, Midsummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's how
0: it looks when you're on shrooms. And
1: that was like the most realistic
0: right. portrayal that a lot of people had ever seen.
1: Okay. Well maybe that's why I i hate it because I've not experienced that for myself. I can't relate to it. <laughs> But I'm pretty you know, I'm pretty sure that flowers don't breathe. Like that really distracts me. That one pink flower in a crown weight like. Love breathes. that. That's like one of my favorite things like about the movie. Because like the first time I watched it, I was like, Am I seeing that? Is that is that flower moving? Like I didn't understand what was happening. It kept distracting me. I love it. Cause
0: it's just, it, it goes along with her, um, her ups and downs emotionally of like Mm. what she's feeling in the moment with the, the commune, you know, like Mm -hmm. at one point she's like, Oh, you know, this is, this is wonderful. I'm having such a great time. Mm -hmm. Then at another point she just starts to freak out. And I think with the, With the hallucinogenics and the the looks of the flowers and everything. It's just kind of like you're on that roller coaster with her.
1: It does a good job like mirroring her anxiety at those moments, definitely. Yeah. Um, but it just I don't know, like I think the only one the only film that did like drug scenes like effectively was probably <laughs> the comedy. Uh forgetting Sarah Marshall, is that what it's called? Oh, that yeah. fairy wall? <laughs> and that's because it's like a comedy, you know. Um, but when it's meant to be serious, I don't know, it doesn't, doesn't work for me. Um, I did think it was really funny though when uh, Christian's like tripping out at the feast table, and he just turns to that guy next to him and just says, Excuse me, what's going on? And then that guy just claps in his face. Ugh. Like <laughs> the same thing happened to me once, like the first time I whiteyed on weed, right? I went up to one of my friends, you what, whiteyed. Do you not do you not have that term? Do you know what I mean, Rebecca? When you're whitey.
2: Yeah, I know what you mean.
1: What? I guess <laughs> I guess it's when you like start tripping out or something, like you start like not having a good time. Um and you, they call it white when you're whitey, because your face goes white, you know, all colour just drains of you. So I was obviously under the influence and I went up to one of my friends and I was just like, I think I'm tripping out here. And he just started like dancing in my face and like screaming <laughs> in my face. And obviously, that did not help matters at all. Oh
0: my god, that is a terrible <laughs> friend.
1: Yeah, he was. Uh, he was the one with the mullet, actually. I've mentioned him on a previous episode. Um, but yeah, so that was that made me laugh because it reminded me of that that <laughs> horrible uh, experience that I had. Um, so yeah, the drug stuff that that was interesting. Um, another moment that I thought was really scary in the film. That I really liked though was uh, when Ruben's wearing Mark's face, you know, like Leatherface mm-hmm. style. I love oh, that. Yeah. When Josh gets bumped off, like that scene is really disturbing. Just the noises that Ruben's making as well, like mm-hmm. it's actually a genuinely scary scene. Like one of one of my favorite moments, I think, in the film, because that's like a classic horror moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, I really wanted more of the Oracle. Like I wanted to know more about
1: Ruben. Just yeah. so much.
2: They go a bit more into it in the director's cut. I think.
1: Oh, that's something I wanted to ask. Has anyone seen that? I've not seen it.
2: Yeah, it's it's definitely worth um, worth watching. Oh, there's really? a lot of stuff I think is quite kind of. It's really really long. I think it's like over three hours. Um, they but had a there's different a lot of ending stuff,
1: completely, didn't they? I...
2: Yes. Yeah, they did.
0: I won't. I won't spoil it. But um... they did a different ending.
1: There was like a half an hour extra, wasn't there at the end?
0: Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, I need to watch it then.
2: It's worth watching. I think it adds a lot of the stuff in there adds to the film, which a lot of director's cuts. I feel like they don't necessarily; they're just kind of a bit wanky, and the director's being like, "Oh, I want to show you all of this." But I do think, yeah, the director's cut of this does add to it.
1: Nice. Would you say it's better version than the than the theatrical? Or
2: it's hard to say. I like I like both.
1: Mm-hmm. I'll have to check it out, but that was that was actually one of my sticking points with this movie, like the length of it. Like you know, I like my films concise and done within like an hour and a half. So yeah, <laughs> it's a bit too long for me. Like I I do feel I mean I know it's meant to be this slow burn thing that builds and builds, which I do like in in certain things like The Witch. But obviously, the first time I watched this, I was just like, it's too slow. Like the pacing, like where is this going? But like I say, on rewatch, like I just love it more and more each time. Um. Something that I wanted to mention as well. I've just got here that, I, I wrote a note about this when I was watching it last night. Um, all the the mirroring of the stuff, that the foreshadowing. Um, I've got the the painting of the bear above uh, Danny's bed. Obviously, that signifies what happens at the end with Christian and the bear. And uh, when Christian and his friends are like at that pizza place, and they're sort of like having that disgusting conversation with him, and they're saying like, "Oh, just think about all the girls you could get pregnant in Sweden." I'm just like, mm-hmm. "Well." <laughs> that's foreshadowing <laughs> yeah um, that's a big oh, foreshadowing yeah. and also i've got down here in the foreshadowing little section um danny's birthday is the day when midsummer starts mm-hmm. so that could be something um and another one uh when pelly is introducing them to everybody uh he says oh this is um this is my sister we were born on i don't think it's the same day or the same week and I've always thought that was like just a throwaway line. I was like, okay, that's whatever. But uh, Abby was looking into it more, and she said that apparently, like that is that is a thing. Like, so when when he reaches that certain age, him and that that girl will jump together. Um, hmm. ah. But something that I couldn't understand was the whole timing of everything. Like, do they save people up until they've just turned seventy two and then have them jump, or do they wait for the next? Midsummer, and also didn't they say that this happens every ninety years or something at the start, so I couldn't work out the whole i don't of think
0: it. that the the people jumping had anything to do with uh, the midsummer yeah, celebration
1: that, that's what I said, but they do say we need nine people, right so
0: oh yeah, that's a good point, yeah, maybe then
1: I didn't get that. I need to look into. Yeah, more. maybe they do save them,
0: but I think I think for that specific celebration, because they do, you know, they do the summer solstice and then the winter solstice. Uh, I guess they needed the sacrifices, so that's every ninety years. So they only have to sacrifice yeah. people every nine years
1: at Right. ninety so, years. So they jump off that thing all the time when they're old. That was just yeah. <laughs> coincidence that they were like, "Oh, we can use these two for the thing," sort of thing. That makes yeah. sense.
2: Yeah, pretty um, lucky, really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um and also right so you know when uh speaking to danny saying i can sympathize with you my parents died in a fire do you mm-hmm. think that they were sacrifices from previous years yes
2: oh shit
1: yeah uh, that's what i thought at least because they seem to have their shit like pretty much like in line there there would be no like random fires there so that would make that's sense what i thought yeah that's, that's exactly
0: what i was thinking
2: yeah that's so true yeah
1: crazy it's just there's so many layers this movie it's insane (laughs) like you could literally think about it and talk about it forever um what else do we want to talk about though uh let's see i just
0: really love how he he's really good at like having the audience really feel the emotions of of the characters so the scene whenever um christian's like hey guys I told Danny she could come with us, and then you could tell like the awkwardness between all the guys. And then Danny comes in, and then Mark takes Christian to the other room, and then Josh is just sitting there, and then like he, you could tell how uncomfortable he is. So he just He's just like on his phone and it. walks out, and you feel <laughs> you feel that awkwardness between yeah. all of them, and you know, it was just like, ugh.
1: Yeah, and that <laughs> moment as well, where like they're all talking about doing the drugs and. And then she's like, no, I'm not quite ready to do it yet. Yeah, and exactly. They're in this really horrible, awkward situation. And I'm sure we've all been there at some point, not specifically for that thing about taking drugs. But, <laughs> you know, when you're sort just of like, you're, you're sort of almost pressured into it and you're just like, everyone's looking at you. And and then the person who is meant to stand up for you and, you know, like you trust the most is literally stood there doing nothing. And it's such a shitty situation to be in. <laughs> and you feel yeah. that. From the silence and the way it's acted, like and the way it's directed, it's so well done. Right.
0: And you can tell that they're annoyed by her.
1: Yeah. About that.
0: And and yeah. that just really it just I I get it. Like, you know, there's this chick and she just went through a horrible, horrific, traumatic thing. And you don't want your vibe to be off. But come on, people, like have some sort of sympathy,
1: you yeah. know? These people don't give a shit at all. Mm-mm. Especially
0: Christian, like, I know that he was miserable and he was he wasn't even trying his best, he was just there but, like, certain scenes and certain things that he says and does, I'm just like, dude, you're a jerk.
1: It's so well done, this movie, because you have these really emotional, dark themes and scenes where it is like, rough and it's hard to watch at times. And then you do have these interjects, like, these moments of comedy that are really well done as well. Like, and that's a really difficult thing to balance, especially with the subject matter of like a horror movie like this or elevated horror, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Like, you know, the, the moment where they're all like, they've taken the drugs and they're all just sat there and Pele's sort of like almost meditating and he's like, feel the, the, you know, the, the energy come from the ground and all this. And, and she's got like the grass coming through her hands. And then like someone comes over and then Will Palters character He's like, oh, no, I can't, I can't deal with new people. <laughs> Damn like, him.
0: He would be the it's worst. It's so
1: funny because isn't that the worst when, like, <laughs> you're under the influence? <laughs> you do not want new people. It's just, like, a thing, isn't it? Like, it just yeah. totally throws you off. <laughs> so it's just so There's fun. another
0: scene, too, right after they, uh, they watched the old people die. And they're coming back. And, and Mark's like, oof. You know, the one thing that I actually... I want to see, like, what, the one thing... Something actually happened to yeah. you, let me see through me it or something. This, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm
0: like, are you joking me? Like, you <laughs> wanted to watch that?
1: Ugh. Yeah, I really do like the comedy in this. Like, even even the stuff that isn't meant to be funny. Like, obviously, the <laughs> I suppose it is meant to be funny. The whole sex scene when the woman gets and, like, pushes his ass and, like... it's Mm -hmm. funny it's like his expression like christian's expression is what makes it as well and then like i know the mum starts like singing her a lullaby and stuff and it's just (laughs) it's so funny um and at the start as well even stuff that like it's just it's meant to be an awkward moment like when she's on the phone to him she's worrying about like what's going on with her sister and she's just like oh what you up to and he's just like oh I've just smoked some resin and I'm going to get some pizza. And for some reason that always makes me laugh. Like, I, it's just like, he's just living this like carefree sort of life. that's so trivial. The stuff he's up to. And she's like going through some real serious shit. And it just, I don't know why it makes me laugh, but it does. <laughs> um something else that makes me laugh is um, something that isn't meant to make me laugh is when they burn the elders and they pull out the little, the tray on the bottom. Um, it always reminds me of when you get the crumbs out of a toaster and you pull <laughs> that tray out. <laughs> it just always gets me.
2: Oh, no, I'm going to think about that every time I watch
0: <laughs> Sorry,
1: this film now. <laughs> I'm brewing that for everyone. I would but...
0: love to be to be burned like that after I die. Just put me on something and just set me on <laughs> fire like that.
1: Um, I guess we haven't really talked about that scene, the, the big scene, the cliff jumping. Like, what was our reaction the first time we saw that? Like, Oh, my God, I was horrified. Just the gore as well, like, wow. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Those prosthetics, really well done. Like, yeah, shocking moment. It's just as shocking as the hereditary policy, I guess. Like... And the
0: fact that the, like he jumps and he's not dead, and so they take turns with that hammer.
1: <laughs> the Harley Quinn mallet. <laughs> yeah, like, what? <laughs> it's just brutal, yeah. isn't it? Uh, I yeah. love
0: how he uses silence. In some yes. of the scenes, too whenever Danny's like like freaking out and there's just the silence and you just see the people around and like that is that's good,
1: yeah, and a big thing in this movie is obviously the um i, I don't know I don't know what to call it it's synchronized crying, sympathetic like, shouting mm-hmm. you know when someone yeah. is uh, obviously that guy is isn't dead and he's in terrible pain after he's jumped, and everyone just starts mimicking his his pain noises and mm-hmm. and obviously they do that with Danny when she discovers you know Christine cheating like it's such an iconic famous scene that isn't it like and the use of that is so effective especially at the end when everyone's burning up and they're all doing the pain noises from them all I just its just like
0: can't imagine filming that
1: <laughs> it's it's crazy because like it's rough it kind of makes sense though like if you if you do that, then you're like sympathizing with what this person's going through. You're mimicking the noises they're making, so mm-hmm. you're feeling that more. You're, you know, you know, you're feeling those emotions. You're, and you're making yourself feel that physical pain. So again, yeah. that's a thing that I almost agree with. I'm like, yeah, maybe we should all like do that. If someone like cries, we should just go
2: wah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of love that. Like, um, I don't do, do either of you know Caitlin Doherty at all. No. No, so she's a YouTuber. Um, she has a YouTube called like Ask a Mortician, um, and she's written a cu- couple of books about death. Um, and she talks a lot about how, um, in kind of, um, kind of our culture, we very much avoid the realities of like death and pain and illness. Um, mm-hmm. kind of the way we 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 do things with like funerals and things, mm-hmm. and that it's just like so much more healthy to just like face that straight on out. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. rather than there's... like a- like actually seeing like dead bodies as as they are rather than like dressing them up to be yeah. like this fake version of the person they were like and i think there's like some of that they're just like facing that... the
1: reality the... yeah
2: the... um Which, again, I think is, like, maybe a good thing. I mean, I'm not saying anyone should jump off of a cliff and (laughs) (laughs) have their loved ones watch it, but...
1: (laughs) It's insane, isn't it? Because you you start looking into different cultures around the world and especially surrounding death and stuff like that. Like You know, like, the way different cultures hold funerals. Like, there's some cultures that go all out and grief, you know, is literally, like, is like that. Everyone is wailing and sobbing and, like... You know, obviously, you know, British funerals and, I mean, imagine American ones, like, everyone is trying to hold it together, you Uh, know? And you're trying not to cry. You're trying to, like, act like it's okay when it's clearly not. So, like, is it healthier to let it all out like some of these cultures do? Uh, I mean, probably. I mean, look at
0: how many freaking um, shootings we have here in America because nobody can, like, regulate
1: their emotions. Yeah, it's all about the emotions. It's, like, and then, like... Obviously, it's a a weird thing, isn't it? Where you you just, you know, you bury the body, you don't see it again, whatever. But then some places, they, like, exhume the bodies and dress them up again and, like, prop them up. You've seen these videos. It's fucking insane. It's like... (laughs) But to them, it's normal. And it's like, maybe that is cool. Like, maybe that is a healthy way of dealing with it. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I guess it's hard to know unless we try it ourselves, but I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> no, I'm not doing no, up my no. hamsters.
1: They're staying, they're staying out there. <laughs> um, so what else have we got to say? Should we go through uh, favourite scenes? What are our favourite scenes in this? Yeah. Um, for me, it's got to be that end scene with Christian burning in the bear and Danny's just sat there grinning. It's just iconic. Like, it's, just, it, it's what it all leads up to and it just has it gives you that feeling where yeah good for her you know like and it's a happy ending I mean i
0: feel bad cuz i don't feel like what he did warranted being burned alive
1: <laughs> you're a, you're a christian sympathizer i don't like this i think he deserved everything he got
0: <laughs> i kind of am just because like i don't know i just have such a hard time with with the revenge and stuff like that because i just feel oh, like
1: no, I... I'm a Scorpio. I love a bit of revenge. Like, re- I live for revenge and holding crutches.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm totally into this good for her thing. Like, I love it. Yes. But, like, at the same time, realistically, I'm like, his crime was terrible. But was it enough for him to be burned alive? But then I'm like, I well, don't care.
1: <laughs> the thing at the end where they do the lottery and all that, and then she gets to choose, you know, whether she, yeah. you know, he gets burnt alive or some random stranger. And I yeah, asked Abby. Like the Bible. I was like, would you pick me, you know, to be burnt alive if <laughs> if you just caught me doing that? And she was like, no. Well, she thought about it for a bit. and <laughs> She was like, no, I wouldn't, because he was a dickhead before. So, like, that, you know, that's obviously the reason. It wasn't just because she caught him cheating. I mean, I, I, yeah. there's probably a lot of people that would burn someone up just for cheating, but it's because of the way he treated her before that as yeah, well. Yeah,
0: I think, I think a lot of it came... From her realizing that the entire time he was never there for her. He was not anything, really, for her at all. So, yeah. I mean, I get
1: it. I found that family in in that pagan cult, which was Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. Uh, What was was your favorite scene then, Ashley?
0: (sighs) I don't know. There's just so many good
1: ones. And it's just so much beautiful, like, just scenery um yeah anytime the scenery and you get to soak in that vibe it's just gorgeous isn't it yeah what about you i'm sorry no it's okay
0: go for it rebecca i'll think about mine
2: (laughs) yeah um i so i agree with chris on the the last scene i love that scene um uh but I, i also really like the the dancing kind of may queen Mm. uh scene i really just love the the feeling of like sisterhood in that and the same when kind of they're all screaming together um yeah. and i just i love the contrast between these really horrible people she's come with and also like um yeah you get this feeling of um she just fits in with um these women more than she does with the people who she's
1: she's come with and just
2: uh, you can kind yeah. of feel the love between them and their acceptance of her
1: yeah totally and that's something where, again, I'll just be like, "Well, I'm I'm on their side, you know. Like join join the commune, you'll be much happier, <laughs> you know." Clearly, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: Cause, yeah, because I feel like the tourists throughout they act horrendously. Like it's it's yeah. basically just showing what us as English people and American people act like when we're in a different country, mm-hmm. just yeah. like not accepting of other people's traditions.
0: Especially Mark, yeah, Freaking rude.
1: I did yeah. like Josh <laughs> though. American, huh? I like Josh. Um, you know, yeah, Josh guy. was the
0: nicest, and then and Christian was such a jerk to Josh for yeah. no reason. Yep, that's because he's a grade A asshole. However, <laughs> I do I do have a question. I don't know if you guys will know the answer, um, but A, what's a thesis? And B, <laughs> why does it matter if Christian is doing the same one as Josh?
1: I'll you let you know take it? this one, Rebecca, because I didn't <laughs> go to university, so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm...
2: So a thesis is just basically the big, like, piece of work you do at the end of your your degree. I think it's, like, specific to doing a master's, I think. Um, but, yeah, it's basically just, like, a big essay about something of your choice. Um,
1: it's what your life has been leading up to for years at this point, basically. It's style. like a big, big fucking deal. Yeah. Uh, like, his thesis would have been amazing if he'd got to do that on this. Like, <laughs> yeah. holy shit, like... I think that's another element I really like to this like that whole the aspect that it was grounded in reality like the runes and like everything like this is real stuff like and it makes you want to research it and find out more about it you know like there are actual you know you know I don't want to say cults but those things are grounded in reality you know yeah. so it's mm-hmm. so fascinating to explore that um but yeah that that scene is great and uh the uh, the Christian burning scene is is good also. Uh,
0: yeah, I'd have to say. I guess I have to agree with you guys. The end part. I mean, I really love the scene when they walk up to the um, what does it called, it? like a synagogue or a what do they call it?
1: When they come out of the the great big like circle that looks like a sunshine. Yeah, they when they in. see
0: the yellow. Yeah,
1: it's mm-hmm. all magical, isn't it? Like, and it's she looks so around, and the
0: colors are just just vibrant. Yeah, yeah. so I really. But yeah, the end scene is really good and then everybody is set it like getting and Christian's just sitting there and he's just caught on fire and he can't do anything about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did you so notice hard. in that as well? Where they give um he gives like drugs to two of the, the the people that live there and he says um to one of them, this is so you don't have fear. And the other one he says, This is so you don't feel pain. And in that moment where one of them catches fire, the other one is is not scared, but the other one is screaming in pain because he's. Mm-hmm. They've each had a different thing.
2: Ah, mm-hmm. you know, one
1: one that makes you feel feel no pain, one that makes you feel no fear. Um, so I guess that's that little cool interaction. Um, but yeah, that that end scene it it reminds me a bit um of the witch. Like it all leads up to that last scene, and it's sort of the one that sticks with you in your mind, and you're just mm-hmm. like, yes, that's my favorite scene in the movie. Um, yeah. What about favourite character? I think we're all gonna say Danny, right? Yeah. Yeah. Danny.
2: And I'd love Pelle. I did like as well. a
1: little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Pelle is cool. I shipped them hard. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I just love Danny so much. I just want to give her a hug. Like and her character development in this is just outstanding. Like and Florence Pugh's acting is just yeah. top top notch. So good. Um I just
0: when she's sobbing oh and I, I was going to tell you too earlier when she's sobbing like whenever Christian comes over to the house um, and he's holding her in her lap like the looks on his face are real like those are his real <laughs> reactions
1: <laughs> if, anyone, if anyone like cries that. in front of you how awkward do you feel so imagine if someone's sobbing like that like you and you're not on that level do you know what I mean you know cool. you've actually yeah.
0: it's, I've it's, definitely been yeah. there
1: lots of times that's
2: rough yeah. yeah something i like about that scene as well is when he's walking towards her flat and you can, oh, hear, can hear her screaming yeah it's snowing you can hear her screaming and i love yeah. that that I, I think a lot of films uh do kind of like uh i i don't know how to explain it but they just kind of glaze over grief whereas uh, mm. i like that idea that this grief is just ongoing and she's on her own yeah. and the grief is always there
1: yeah it's so fucking well done. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It just, and it like, looks gorgeous. And like when he gorgeous, starts to get upset like, with her. Yeah. And
0: then like he threatens, he's like, well, I just need to leave. I just need to mm-hmm. leave. And you can just see the fear in her face. Like, like oh no, another person's alone. about to leave me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and what, actually we haven't discussed that whole scene with the sister, like killing herself and killing the parents. Like fucking hell. Like it's still haunting every time you see it. Yeah, it's that
0: just... one sounds one's a little a little rough. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah. And what a what a way as well. I mean, obviously it's kind of I don't know, peaceful for the parents, I guess, but I mean that's a that's calculated as well, <laughs> like sealing them in mm-hmm. a room. That's what I was thinking. I was like, that
0: was meditated
1: and, and it's thought yeah. out. And it's just yeah. so striking and disturbing, isn't it? That imagery yeah. of her with that like tape to her face, that tube takes her face, like oh, it's horrible. Yeah, um, you know,
0: that's how uh that's how weird Al's parents died was by carbon monoxide. What, really? like,
1: did they kill themselves like that, or? Uh
0: no, I don't think they killed themselves. I think there was a leak, and then I think they fell asleep, ah. in there, and then that's ah. and that's how they died.
2: That's such ah. a big fear of mine. I'm so scared of. Like, I have <sighs> carbon monoxide like alarms all over my
1: house.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared of it.
1: Oh man. Um. So, unless you've got anything else that you want to mention, either of you, we could do overall thoughts.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We, I'm good. Yeah
1: okay um so i'll let you guys go first overall thoughts Um we'll do rebecca first
2: yeah so um just yeah just i really love this film um to be honest i'm kind of the opposite of uh you chris and that like this i really like films like this i love films yeah. that are really really slow burning um me too and, yeah so i've grown to uh, love them
1: but this was my first exposure to it, you see. So this is why I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but I get it now. I've been educated.
2: Yeah. Like, just that, uh, I love that everything's kind of normal. Everything's kind of just like a bit of like a melodrama. Like, and then suddenly it's just like, what the fuck is going on? That's like my favourite genre of film, <laughs> but what the fuck is going on?
1: film. <laughs> Have you seen Men? <laughs> I haven't yet. I oh, need to see man. it. That is a, what the I'm waiting story for it to be show. able to rent. Right. Well, we're going to have to do it. I think the three of us should get together and do men because, I mean that that didn't sound right, did it at all? Um, and <laughs> 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 um, I understand what you're saying. There, you you love that kind of genre. So this is like—is this your bread and butter? Would you say?
2: I'd say so, yeah. I'm also a bit... Oh, this is so wanky, but I'm a bit of an A24 stan as well. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm such... I know, I I'm like a too. pretentious piece of shit.
1: <laughs> I struggle with A24. I have a very turbulent relationship with anything A24. Um, what, What's the new A24 so like, coming tests- out? No, I don't want to watch that. That looks fucking shit, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to watch Justin Long. (laughs)
1: Uh, I'd rather watch Jeepers Creepers, to be honest. (laughs) Well, quickly, what are your thoughts about X and the upcoming Pearl film, Rebecca? Oh,
2: I'm so excited. I loved X. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Did you not like it?
1: (laughs) I hated it. I actually liked it.
0: Yeah. I liked it. It Did you see people saying that... um, X was a really long trailer leading up to the
1: movie Pearl.
2: No, I haven't seen that, but that was kinda cool.
1: <laughs> I'd prefer if I just watched the trailer, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> what well, do you think? What are your overall thoughts, Ashley, Summer?
0: Um, brilliant film. I need to go back and rewatch Hereditary and give it a second chance. Mm. But overall, yeah, it's 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 such a good film and it like that sticks with you after and and yeah. that's really what I like about movies. Yeah. Even though I hated the Lighthouse the not the Lighthouse that's a band. The Lighthouse <laughs> but that movie stuck with me, you
2: know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone yeah. hates The Lighthouse. I feel like like uh on drunken horror i think we're just gonna do an episode about it so luna and i can argue because she yes. hates it and i love I it <laughs> i love the
1: lighthouse we had this conversation on the love Witch episode i hated it so which, much we've, we pre-record our episode sometimes so we, we've done the love Witch already with luna and we had a conversation about the lighthouse on that and it's so funny because <laughs> i i love the lighthouse too i just oh, it's so good
2: yeah, maybe, we... maybe you should both come on to our Lighthouse episode a week and we'll just fight it out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll
1: do it. Two against two. It's me, even and, me
0: and Luna yeah. against you, you guys. And then...
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, does, man, does Alice like it? Or...
2: She hasn't watched it yet, I don't think. Oh, so... Interesting.
1: She, she can be the impartial referee. Yeah, she yeah. can be the moderator.
2: Yeah, she's good at that shit. I feel like <laughs>
1: yeah. she's she's great for the job. <laughs> <laughs> She'll have to bring a whistle. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. And yeah just in case it gets nasty. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um but for me uh, yeah I mean you mentioned hereditary I actually prefer hereditary to this film. Um just because I think well they're both very different films like I think hereditary's scarier and I think that's what gives it the edge to me. It's like more of a the the classic horror I guess. Um but I st- I still love this movie. I think it's so good. Um it's just one of those weird films that the more I watch the more I like it. And, you know, I watched it last night for umpteenth time and it's still blowing me away. Just it's such a thickly layered film. There's so much to it. And it's just one of the most like thought provoking films I've ever seen. It's just such a striking and iconic horror film. You know, it's just it's disturbing, but it's fun and strangely uplifting. Like and it's one of the most unsettling films you'll ever see. Not everyone's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I'd recommend it to cer- certain people who be into it. Unsettling. You have to watch the house that Jack built. Oh yeah, I watched the trailer for that and I I, I wasn't sold on it, so I'm not gonna bother. Like it just looks pretty much I don't know, it looks pretty no, straightforward. The
0: trailer doesn't do justice at all. Like it's it's
1: something else. Well, you need to watch men. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you both need to watch men. Have you spoke to Alice and Luna about men?
2: I've- briefly um yeah but they haven't told me much because they said they do no. not want to like give no,
0: it away
1: no no no, no, no. i don't i give already know
0: i already know oh do you already know yeah i already know the whole oh.
1: ending oh that's disappointing but still you need to see it
0: i'm still gonna watch it though
1: yeah it was funny actually. Luna texted me like literally after she got out the cinema, and she was like, "Chris, you need to see Men. Like, you need to see this film." Like, me and Alice were just like looking at each other in the cinema, like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> um, but yeah, as far as Midsummer goes, like, I'd recommend it to certain people that I know would enjoy it. I'd also recommend it to certain people that I know would hate it, just to see their reaction because it's funny. Uh, like, yeah. I know, I know JB would absolutely hate this, so I want him to watch it, but saying that I think it's a modern horror classic and it's very divisive, but it's one that people will still be talking about for years to come. Um, And I'm really interested to see what Ari Aster is going to be bringing out next year with his four-hour-long nightmare comedy Disappointment Boulevard.
2: Mm. Oh, I cannot wait. (laughs) I saw
1: that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to this. It's going to be great. I'm not, like, I'm not looking I'm not like to sit in the cinema for that long. I won't do that shit. It's too long. I'll, <laughs> no, I'll wait till I can like, pirate. It. Um but yeah, I guess we should wrap it up. We've been going for a lengthy amount of time. Um shout outs So shout out to our wonderful patrons, Field Mouse, John, Nicole, Ryan, Peter, Vincent, Tom, and Wade. We love you all. Thank you so much for your continued support, you rule. Yeah, thank you. And you can go and support the show over on Patreon at patreon.com slash horrorhomeschool. The link is in the show notes. Uh, We've got tons of extra content on there for you to feast your ears on. We've got loads of Friday the 13th fan film reviews on there, including interviews with the creators. Uh, We've got our paranormal spin-off podcast, Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod, where we get spooky with special guests retelling their paranormal encounters. Um, We've also got a new show coming up where we're going to be talking about uh, the Twilight Zone. We're going to be discussing... Every single episode, starting from the very beginning with that. And it's an interesting one because I've never seen any of The Twilight Zone, but it's one of Ashley's favorites. So the tables have turned at Horror Homeschool. She's going to be schooling me. Um, what else have we got on the Patreon? I've got, I'm have got, i sure we've got other stuff on there. Oh, Stranger Things Season 4. We talk about that on there for like trailer two talk. hours. Oh, yeah, we've got Trailer Talk, another spin-off where we talk about the new trailers that have come out. Um, loads of stuff. So go and just give us a dollar and you get all that stuff. So. Um, and also, uh, oh, we're going to be doing the farewell to Friday Thirteenth. We're going to be taking one last trip to Camp Crystal Lake <laughs> and uh, talking funny. about the best and worst of Friday Thirteenth franchise. Uh, we're going to be taking a retrospective look back through our time at Camp Crystal Lake and you know what we've learned, what we liked, what we didn't like. <laughs> so if you if you're not quite ready to say goodbye to Jason yet, then go over to Patreon. And uh, check that out. I know Ryan's not. Ryan messaged us saying he's going to miss us talking about Jason. So <laughs> Ash um, isn't. No, actually, yeah. Welcome back, Ash. By the way, we we lost you for a few months. We lost you for like the whole of this year, right? So yeah, I know Ash will be listening to this because uh, he's a big Midsummer fan. He loves a nice wanky pretentious A24 film. Um, and so does John Howard. Actually, this is John Howard's first watch of Midsummer, which is striking to me because this is like the most John Howard film ever. So looking forward to seeing what he thinks about it. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, as always, go to horrorhomeschool.com for links to everything, including all of our socials, Patreon, and where you can listen to the show, and merch. Go and buy some merch. Uh, we've got a new Friday 13th design on our tea Public. It's a really cool, like, parody design on the Camp Crystal Lake sign that Ashley designed. So go and check that out. You can get it on loads of nice colours. And... Um, And sending your comments and questions, feel free to DM us on Instagram or Facebook or email us, contacthorrorhomeschool at gmail.com. And Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a blast.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. It's been so fun.
1: Would you like to plug your lovely show?
2: Yeah, so um, our podcast is called uh, Drunken Horror Podcast. Um, You can find us on Twitter at DrunkenHorror and on instagram at drunken horror podcast um we've most recently done um an episode on alien uh, which was super fun um i know chris has just listened to it um mm-hmm. very <laughs> uh, good thank you <laughs> um and um next week we'll b- be releasing one on the wicker man so um
1: can't wait can't yeah. And yeah i can't so... wait for your blair witch one coming up too because that's one of my favorites also
2: Yes, I know. I'm I'm so excited. That's a found footage movie I do like. So yep, same.
1: Um, <laughs> probably the probably the one and only other than creep, I like the creep movies too.
2: But... Oh creep's yeah, <sighs> creep's so, so good. So god. <laughs> horrible. Horrible, horrible, <laughs> but so good. Yeah. Um and yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, come and listen to um me, Luna and Alice talking about shit.
1: <laughs> yes, and you can also hear from uh rebecca's other two co-hosts on this podcast because we've sharked um your your co-host basically we're having each one to guest on this pod on good for her season so as i mentioned earlier we've already had Luna on uh but we're going to be doing a timey wimey thing where we release we recorded in the past but releasing in the future well that's the case for everything i guess but you know what i mean (laughs) way 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 in the future um but yeah we did the love witch with luna which was a blast. and we're going to be recording an episode on Fresh with Alice. So, yes, yeah, so we're looking forward to that. So thank you, Drunken Horror, for doing this cool crossover with us. Hope I to do love it
2: it so much. Yeah, we love you guys.
1: You're my favourite podcast. We love so you the, guys the love too. is real. Oh, <laughs> so much, so much love too. in the room.
2: <laughs> How lovely.
1: <laughs> but yeah, c- come back for men. We'll do men. I'm sure we will.
0: Yes, um, I'm so down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> men, men,
0: men, men, men.
1: So... Yeah, um, personal social media stuff. You can follow me on Instagram at Chris J Wakefield.
0: And me, underscore Babraham Lincoln,
1: underscore. We will be back soon with another episode. And remember,
2: the Queen must ride alone.